Hey, thanks again for tuning into another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. We are in the first week of April, and uh, this is actually the first podcast that we have recorded since the outbreak and since uh, we had to close down. We've been closed down for a little over 20 days now. So it was actually fun. We, we took all the precautions. We sanitized the room. We were all uh, six feet to ten feet away from each other. And uh, we were still able to have fun with this. Uh, our guest today is Laura Daniel Gale. She is the founder of LDG Productions. And she, she is the uh, owner of Black Diamond Burlesque. And she does a lot of shows. She's just a great show producer. And we also have uh, Beniva Fruitville. She is a lovely performer. Um, she is the founder of Drag Queen Bingo, along with Laura. They've been working together for years, and as you'll find out in this podcast, and they were just a blast to have on. We also had our social media manager, Jason Lee. He was on as a guest. Uh, lovely to have him on as well, and we all just sat down and we tried to just have fun, have a regular conversation. We talked a little bit about the COVID-19 virus. But we talked about all sorts of great stuff, like the history of uh, burlesque and drag queen bingo and where they started and originated from, where Laura and Beniva started from. We get to hear their backstories. I thought that was really awesome to hear, especially for the fans of those productions. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. We had a lot of fun with it. Please give it up for our guests today, Laura Daniel Gale, Beniva Fruitville, Jason Lee. Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'm Les McCurdy uh, and uh, McCurdy's Comedy Theater and Humor Institute in Sarasota, Florida. This is the conversation. And this is our podcast we do, which normally, okay, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> normally we're open and we're in the green room, comics, sitting talking right before a show is going to start. Uh, of course, we're in, uh, I think we're in about, I hadn't looked it up, we're day uh, maybe 20 closed. I think we're about 20 days closed. Yep. Uh, we closed on the 16th of March, and, uh, and we're, we're in the uh, showroom right now. I will tell people that we are respecting the social distancing. We have the uh, microphones of each of our guests at least six feet apart. Uh, we have measured that with uh, Mike's penis. Yeah. Uh, oh, hell yeah. That must have yummy. taken you a very long time. Uh, it did. It, it did. did. It did. He had to be fully erect. Yeah. And, uh, that's a problem. It, it, that's the problem. <laughs> it really is. It, it, the black, <laughs> I'm not going to take this any far. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but anyway, we are, we are doing that. We have disinfected, and, and so we have asked uh, some of our guests if they would come over and just do this in the showroom, just to have a fun podcast and, and for people to listen to during this time, and, and, uh, and the conversation is not an interview, it's just us bullshitting around like we normally would uh, as entertainers uh, and people. And so uh, I'm going to go, of course, we have uh, Mike is our producer. Hey, what's That's up? That's him right over there. And, and, and we'll start right here uh, with Jason. Uh, uh, introduce yourself so we know your voice. And All right. I'm Jason Lee. I'm the social media manager at McCurdy's, and I'm also a trans advocate. You're, t you're more than a trans advocate. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I'm also transgender. So. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You're, <laughs> I, guess you're, I would call you, really, really I never know terminology. I would call you transactive. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you're a very, you're trans-ass active. That's for know. sure, yep. Transaction. 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 <laughs> All right. You and got transact. That's right. <laughs> and that guest is. Hi, I'm Beneva Fruitville of Beneva Fruitville's Drag Queen Bingo Bonanza. And um, and online currently with uh, quarantine with Beneva Piano Bar. Oh, yeah. oh nice. And uh, that is the, the the drag queen bingo and their show that that, that you do with several other people yes. is something that is a regular part of McCurdy's Comedy Theater. We we do it uh, uh, once a month here. It is always a sellout. Always a big deal. I, we were talking just before this all happened that it's looking like with the numbers you were doing, maybe we should be doing this more than once a month. Yes. Yeah, well, I would love that. And honestly, um, I have to say less, and I'm really not blowing smoke up your ass, but like this venue and being here in this environment has really helped our show to, to really be what it is. So thank you, honestly, for letting us be here because we couldn't have, you're, I don't think we would be where we are. If it you're making us here. money, for God's sake. I know. I'm making <laughs> a shit ton of money, and I want a piece of it. That's a you are getting a piece of it. I know, you're right. And speaking of, speaking of the piece of money <laughs> part of this, <laughs> that rolled right into our next guest. Well, thank you, sir. She's used to that. This is Laura Daniel Gale. I am founder, producer, and uh, mistress of ceremonies for Black Diamond Burlesque. I'm also owner of LDG Productions, which... Uh, Produces Beneva Fruitville's Drag Queen Bingo Bonanza, <laughs> and I am Beneva Fruitville's momager. Yes. I what? Am, I am the Dina Lohan to her Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> I am the right. Abby to it's, her JoJo Siwa. It is funny because it's true. <laughs> All right. Which, which, you know, you you got this. Now, you you two just recently in the past, what, year or so, kind of? Or has it been longer Dude, than we've that? Been, that? we've been oh. uh, siblings for years. Yeah. No, no, but I mean, actually, like, in business, you know, in no, the business part of No, it's been about five years or so. It was so. actually right around the time we came here. Yeah, yeah, don't Has forget that been to thank five years. Wow. Dude, well, we've been here for five years. We uh, came five here. years in June. We'll be five we were, years. We in June. were four, four and a half, I think. We yeah. So less because Black Diamond Burlesque has been with you since pretty much. Oh yeah. Show number three for us. Yeah. Um, you and I had a conversation, and you said, "Hey, do you think we could do?" burlesque twice a month do you think that would work and i said well funny enough i've just mm. recently signed beneva on and it was right when i started lgg productions which was event coordination and creating these bigger events and booking bands and doing all that crazy and stuff. i was looking for somebody who could because i'm terrible absolutely awful when it comes to money mm -hmm. like i will always undersell myself right. just because i hate i just hate i mean don't get me wrong i love money but I also hate like negotiating. Yeah. Sure. It's so a whole like I was thing. like, I'm yeah. getting a lot of job offers. I'm getting a lot of gig offers. Will you take this over? Right. So it was and kind you of and like, I had less had just had the conversation and you know, I said, Well, what if we brought Beneva's bingo here and your face lit up and I think within that month we had started your monthly shows. I was, yeah. I, I was not feeling well that day. It had nothing to, <laughs> had nothing to do with. It was what I did slipped you into the, your did cocktail. Did you have this Rona? No, I didn't have the Rona, the Rona virus. Right. Uh, I, no, I didn't. I, at least as far as I know. Yeah, but we've been we've been friends forever and a day. I mean, yeah. ten yeah. years or so, I would say. Yeah. And 
uh, I know we certainly got to be close when you started Black Diamond. Like it was around oh, yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. That's and we were crossing over more then and, you know, supporting each other always. But we've been friends for a long time. You know, and the the and and just the the drag queen bingo as you know, the thing is, is that as uh, you know, I'd never I'd, I'd never heard of the concept until you put it together. And then you thought, well, that's a fun way to, you know, because, you know, we actually tried to do drag shows uh-huh. and it oh. just never kicked. Okay. It, it uh, uh, we would get, we would get kind of like your bingo crowd, uh-huh. but we expected to get the LBGT entire community that would, and people who just liked yep. Uh, some fun, unique, different kind of entertainment right. uh, that that would, and this is the perfect town for that. Right. And wh- what we were hearing was we were going, well, we were noticing that the drag shows were always in some funky ass, you know, uh, mm. a gay bar that they was still are. Yeah, yeah. That, that was like you know, really, it was like some low rent place, and you know, I go, man. Why not have a really nice showroom to really be able to present this well? Da 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 da. But what we what we found out was was that a lot of the uh, a lot of the gay community mm-hmm. d- did not like having to come to a showroom and sit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just watch the show. They wanted the show like you go see a band in a bar. Right, right, they right. want to be able to go, sense. hey, man, if I want to sit and watch the band, I can. But if I want to go in the back and try to hook up with mm-hmm. whoever, yeah. or I want to do this, uh, you know, they, they wanted that atmosphere. Sure. And so it just never really That's took off in but that I, way. So th- this was a, a way that you got that I think it by speaks creating to the your, game. your production value of the show as it existed. And I, I well, would, I, I'd like to think that we have fine-tuned it based Absolutely. on the home that we've been given by you Les, part of the but- thing is that it's always been a show it's never been like just a oh there's a couple of drag queens lip-syncing to it. it's always been a show it's right. been presented in a theater in a in a sit-down type environment and this is our 10th anniversary mm-hmm. mm. of doing the show um nice. and i think that would be you know, our big comeback would be our 10th anniversary. Nice, you know, nice. Knock wood. Um, but <laughs> what, you, did I just ruin know, all the audio? <laughs> well, no, no. You, you know, just, drag you did, That's not wood, it's a laminate. Drag queen. If I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> Les, I know you know, but the listeners might not know that Drag Queen Bingo Bonanza is Sarasota's longest running live show. And... Black Diamond Burlesque's Sarasota the second. second longest. That's nice. <laughs> By wow. like three months. I know. Drew, uh-huh. it goes, that <laughs> chops my ass so bad I can't it's even right. tell you. Yeah, because right. we started at the Golden Apple. Yep. Well, actually, well, I mean, there's the whole history of it because, like, it actually all started that I know of here in Sarasota at the Canvas Cafe. Oh. What was that? Yeah. Um, Where Indigenous is now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, um, Downtown, and it was, Main yeah. Street. And it was, they did it outside oh. and they used like megaphones oh and my like. God. It was the, a nightmare. Anyway, it, they had, they made national news like on CNN um, because of the noise ordinance. Oh. So they got like shut down. Can you imagine that neighbors were complaining about drag queens on megaphones? Yelling, I mean, like, come on. Dick and pussy <laughs> jokes. I mean, 
But um, that's that's, so, that's my neighborhood. <laughs> Get off my lawn, <laughs> you no. fucking dick. <laughs> but um, so like I would fill in there, and I I didn't host it then. I wasn't like the main host, but I would fill in there. And then we moved, and I tell this story all the time in Bingo. But um, then we moved to a place called Horse Feathers. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, after Canvas Cafe, wow, closed. Horse Feathers, take me back. I know, take me back. So then, Horse Feathers had its ultimate demise, yeah. and we moved to the Golden Apple. Yeah, and then we were the Golden Apple for a long time until it had its ultimate. Demise. Yeah, dinner theaters demise. finally. It was one of the last ones. It, it hung held in there. Out. It, it held was. Out. It was. It and was then a great we moved one. to the Players Theater. Yeah, and um, while. Our production value went way, way up because we could use all this stuff the players had and costumes and sets and lights and stuff like that. We um, it was a theater, complete theater seating. So like we would have to block every other row off so we could go through the audience because right. that's one of the things I think people really, really like about yeah. drag. Yes. Is the face to face, the interaction that happens. Absolutely. Um, and then things got weird. Um with the players and security and like having to hire security because people would get stupid drunk anyway so we um that's when we left the the players and then we were kind of homeless in hotel ballrooms for a couple months Uh and then we came here so (laughs) as many i don't know i obviously you guys all know but um where your location is now is exactly the same place that horse feathers was right yeah so um I always make the joke that we worked five years to come right back where we started. Where you started from. <laughs> yep. So. And, you know, that was the thing. Like, when, you, when you'd gotten to the place that you were doing the players. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, well, well, shit, the players seats 500 people. Right. So, I, I, my, in my mind, I, 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 and I didn't really knew, know you were doing the every other row thing. and that, mm-hmm. But in my mind, I was like, we had talked about wouldn't it be cool to, to host that here. But the thing was, I go, but they're doing more numbers. They've right. got a bigger thing, so we, we can't put those kind of numbers in. So it, it may just not behoove them to come here, even though we felt like a cabaret environment of a comedy club would be way better for And you. you're absolutely right. The environment here, the, the table setting that we can, that people can have their bingo cards on a table, that they can um, have their cocktails on a table. And they can get table service. Exactly. They, they get they, servers. And there's servers coming through. Right. It is so much better of an environment. It's a perfect environment for what we do. And and, and it has allowed us to really tighten up our shows. Because our shows at the Players would run two and a half, three hours. Right, oh right. Wow. And wow. which yeah. I know sounds nuts, but getting to those, it what we could hold a right around like three fifty with every other row. Right. So when it was like performance time, I the longest set I ever did there was a thirty-two minute performance set. Right. Just from top to bottom, because I was hitting when we were sold out, and I was trying to hit every customer, you know, because dollar bills are dollar bills. Right. 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 <laughs> and especially when there's three hundred fifty. Exactly. Of them. Exactly. <laughs> and if you know, if somebody gives you a five, <laughs> excuse me. Oh lordy! Sorry. I know it's the vodka. Here we go. No, yeah, but um, it's okay. That's it's how a- that's how my wife greets me every morning. <laughs> she walks through the room. She burps like a like a grown man, and then I go, "That's my baby," and she goes, "Yeah," and farts. And uh, so there, <laughs> done. And that's why I love Pam. <laughs> that's a cool thing too for Black Diamond is that I always feel like you know you're as a cabaret theater. 
that we can sort of transform it into this like Manhattan Supper Club feel. Right. right. Like when the guest walks in, that's the immediate feel is I am somewhere special. Yes. Yeah. And it really it, it gives each of our shows such a, a air of you know legitimacy, legitimacy? is that where you're the going word. with this well, and, and to be quite frank sure. it's opened up you, some doors for me <laughs> like like i can do comedy stuff now yes and say that i'm you know i work in a national touring spot for a, yes for in a comedy club and yeah. like i've been able to do full-on con- i i now have a 10-minute set that i can just rattle off nice and it's great nice um it's just it's it's well and you you guys i mean y'all naturally improvise and and yeah. you know you're 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 the i mean the whole show it's there's not a serious moment is there well i mean <laughs> occasionally well, we've done so like for instance the day of the pole shooting in orlando oh yeah that was that happened on a sunday and we had a bingo that night mm. and um it's actually one of my i i'm forgive me if i get emotional because yeah. i i am all i am too transgender I am going through a second puberty right now, so I get emotional. But um, the day of the pole shooting, um, as information was flowing in, I lit- I had just come from, I'm going to try to make this short, but um, I was hosting Gay Pride in Key West, and I was driving up through the night to be back here for rehearsal at like 1 o'clock. So I finished my show in Key West, drove back. On the radio, I kept... I heard a couple things and information was filtering in and um, part of Alligator Alley, there's like no service. Right. So like I couldn't get through to anybody. So I'm driving kind of in the blind knowing something's going on and I get home to Sarasota and um, just start calling everyone I know in Orlando and um, not a lot of information, but a lot of the people that um, I could get to that I could actually talk to were okay and everything was fine. Then we came to rehearsal that day and we found out that um, one of our friends, um, Eddie Sotomayor, um, had passed. And we all kind of, it was was a tough situation. Um, So one of our performers for that evening decided that they were unable to perform. And I totally understood. So um, they went home and then Later that night, you know, I go home, I get ready for the show, I come in, and I'm starting to walk up to the theater, and, um, sorry, (laughs) Um, one of your staff members, um, Marcella, comes up to me, and she said, follow me, and I was like, what, and she said, just follow me, and she kind of led me, (laughs) circumnavigated me into the green room, and... um, because there were reporters outside who wanted to interview me from Tampa, Sarasota, and um, they wanted to talk to me about Eddie because they had seen on Facebook that Eddie and I were friends. And um, Marcella took such amazing care of me that night. Awesome. And then she also, um, she said, all right, there's someone who really wants to interview you. They seem legit. They're from ABC something in Tampa, ABC 10, I think. She's like, are you, do you, can you do this? Do you want to do this? I can send them away. I can tell them to go away. And I was like, I guess. And I, I didn't know how to feel. I didn't know how to, I certainly wasn't in. You was know, that all before the show? It was all before the show. Yeah. Literally like 30 minutes before I was supposed to go on stage. Right. And um, she was like, I will, you know, I 
she literally was like standing guard and being, um, you know, Mama Bear. Mama yeah. Bear. And Marcel is our showroom like manager, Marcel. and Marcel's been our showroom manager for years and years. And she started out as a waitress here, and she's seen that. You yeah. know, she knows. Uh, and and we are that the the performers are protected here. She protects you know, me absolutely. It was beautiful, and um, I went ahead and did the interview, and I wasn't really I don't know it, I, I I part of me regrets doing it, but then it was also kind of like a healing moment that I could talk about it. Anyway, and then I had decided because we had done choreography for this whole big opening number, and I just decided that night that I was going to switch things up. And I um, decided to sing the song Imagine um, by John Lennon. And it was a really just kind of a, everybody in the showroom, all the audience was, we were all just in that moment together. It was one of my favorite moments I've ever experienced as a, I don't want to say entertainer, but as a live performer. But that's when you realize you make a difference with what you do. Um, and I think that that ultimately is like everyone's goal, or at least in our two shows of, you know, whether it's empowering or, or embracing or there's, there's a whole serious side to it that is the undercurrent and the foundation to the humor and the pageantry and the kookiness. And I think that's the thing is that, you know, it was really for me a moment of like, how, how are we as a as a human race gonna you know we can't ignore it but we can also feel our feelings for a minute and then we're gonna have fun and that's right. what it ended up being and right. and i just want to say um I, if she's listening thank you marcella and thank you to all the staff here at mccurdy's again i'm not blowing smoke up your ass but like it was just one of those nights where i i felt completely safe completely okay right and um and you it was should. just a beautiful moment. But that it's is something that, that bonds us to ever. you, you know, both of our shows that bond us to you as a venue that we feel so well taken care of. Yeah. We always feel safe here. And, you know, we as different as the shows are, we are very similar in that we are provocative and it can piss some people off, yeah. perhaps. Well, that's uh, everything we do in this building is provocative. That is why yeah. we love uh, you for, so for the most much. Part. <laughs> I mean, right. really, and, and, uh, that's what we love about it. And and the thing is, is that you know, of course, and 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 we, and that's the reason blowing smoke up my own ass. <laughs> we we're one of the best venues of this type in, in the world. No kidding. And, and, no uh, kidding. I really and, agree. And, and I've worked now that I've worked in a few comedy clubs. You are definitely the best in the business. Well, you know, and oh yeah, and and we te- uh, in staff meetings, and and uh, Mike and Jason know we've said this. You know. Uh, I tell my staff, you go, you know why you're working here? Because you're a pro. That's yeah. why you're working here. Not, you're not, you, everybody that works here, no matter what capacity they're in, is a pro. And they, and they know how to be. And they know how to be in an entertainment. They know how to, how to do what they need to do in yeah. their part of the place to keep everything solid. And it's interesting that, you know, when you came out that night, you know, to decide – I'm going to I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to acknowledge what's happened because I believe that we need to that's knowing your crowd that you knew your crowd you'd been doing it long enough that your crowd your crowd most of the people sitting in this room know you yeah they know you yeah just like when I walk up there it's the same thing when they come to right. see you they know you when I walk out it's less it's Beneva 
we know when you walk out for Black Diamond, same yeah, Laura, exactly. they know you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're your so you you can do that better and and then go on with it. I know, you know, where we where we hit one like that was nine eleven. Yeah, I mean we that happened, I believe, on a Tuesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Tuesday. So the reason I know that is is because we were building out our last theater, the first theater we ever, full-blown theater that we ever put all our money into, we, we were two weeks from opening when 9-11 Holy happened. Cow. And um, so, you know, we, we yeah. pretty much were like, you know, we, we thought we were dead in the water. And, and of course, it just, you know, people needed the entertainment. Yeah. But yeah, it was Tuesday night. It was Tuesday day. We went through Tuesday. I called a bunch, several comedy club owners around the country you know, we were all like, what What are you going to do? And everybody's like, "I, you know, we just didn't know. Right. L- kind of like what we're sitting right now in this coronavirus thing. <laughs> That's exactly thing. the point it's I was like, about what, to make. It's what like, what do you, we're like, well, this is uncharted territory. Yeah. We're going to pay attention to things. We're going to do, we're going to do the best we can. We're all going to get through it. And, and, and we're going to do what's right. Mm-hmm. And so then on Wednesday afternoon, Michael Alfano, who owns the comedy club in Chattanooga, that we started that club and, and, and sold it to Michael and Cheryl. Michael called me and he goes, you know what, Les? He goes, he goes it was so obvious to me today because we were all talking about do we do shows this week? Right. Is it proper to be doing stand-up comedy when this has just happened, mm-hmm. right? And he goes, you know what? We're a comedy club. He goes, we're not a bar that does comedy in every now and then in the corner. Right. He goes, we are a comedy club. So every human being that walks through that door is coming in for a specific reason. They're signing on. They're coming in to get away from this. This has been with them for the past 36 hours, and it has been heavy. And we didn't have a – and he goes, so I'm opening because nobody's coming in. And what yeah. day would and that have been for Mike? It was Wednesday. It okay. was and, and for us, too. Yeah. And so what we did, the only thing we did on that was that was any different than normal. Because I think we had we had a small crowd, maybe 60, 70 people. I, that was the only time I had ever uh, censored my performers. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm. whatever you do, do not talk about 9-11. Sure. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're trying to get, they're f- trying to find the somewhere. Yep. Now, yours was different because it was super fresh. Yeah. But still, it was knowing your audience, no, you're knowing right. why. And then, and really, for that, um, we, let's see, it was for the next three weeks, uh, we, I, I instructed every comic, please don't mention 9-11. Sure. Now, our grand opening, because we did a soft opening for the new big theater, uh, uh, the grand opening was uh, David Brenner. Uh-huh. And David was from New York. He had an apartment that looked at the Twin Towers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, he could address it. And of course, you never tell a celebrity what they say, and you can't. Right. <laughs> you right. you cannot tell celebrities what to say and what they don't say. They say what they whatever the fuck they want to say. Right. And uh, and, and so 
but but he was the first one within it and did it perfectly and and that kind of thing but do you think we'll look back on these times as with 9-11 style memories of like where were you during COVID-19 oh yeah yeah, 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 I mean you know the beautiful thing the difference you know so we're talking you know with 9-11 when 9-11 happened this this disease this COVID is attacking our economy in a way that 9-11 did not correct you know and, and rightfully so and we'll get through it but the thing about 9-11 was when 9-11 happened, we didn't know what mm-hmm. the end was going to be. We didn't know yet. In the first parts of that, we did not know if we were going to a, into a massive war. We did not know if we were going to get reattacked. if this was just the right. first wave right. of an attack that right. was going to start coming, you know, and maybe we were going to fight a war for the first time on our own you know, right. uh, 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 land yeah. on our own mm-hmm. soil. And so we knew, we just didn't know it was all out there with this, with this, as soon as the COVID thing happened and we were getting the information that was out there and what it was and da, 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 da. And I start talking to my doctor friends and this, that, and the other, what became apparent to me was we know what the end of this is. The end of it is when they get the vaccine. As soon as they create the vaccine and get everybody inoculated, we're back in business. Right. Well, and, and I think, too, the 9-11 uh, adage was, don't let the terrorists win, get back out there, let's all join together, and let's embrace each other. Like, yes. yes. And that yes. was what got us through. And the very thing that is going to get us through this is stay, stay apart, <laughs> don't get near yeah. anybody. Don't and I together. think... 9-11 survivors, if you will, be, you know, I mean, that's an extreme thing. But those of us who remember it and that we were, like, encouraged to come together, to laugh again, to, right. you know, support right. local business and all this stuff. It's the complete fucking opposite Well, and that's right the now. reason we're doing this podcast right now. Sure. The reason we're doing this is because uh, 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 Jason and Mike and, and Kevin, who's over there in the corner, because uh, he's been bad. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, we were sitting around going, okay, um, you know, how do we stay? How do we keep touching right. people? How do we, uh, what can we do? You know, and we're just, I mean, this is the first one we've done. And we, we're, and we know that we're, we got months to go with this. Yep. Right. And so we're, we're, we're toying around with any kind of playful idea. Of course to to just stay in touch with our people and give them something to do something to listen to some kind of just some fun and uh and i think that's the whole thing there you hear it all the time but it is true it's like yeah we have to we have to stay apart to get this thing to flatten out but that doesn't mean we can't still connect correct and you know it's like it's like like we have in our backyard We've got a, a pretty good uh, 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 area that's a patio with a huge fire pit in the middle of it. Well, I can easily sit three couples, sure. maybe four, four couples, you know, to where all of us, and, and we're going, we're going to do that and go, look, bring your own cooler, yeah. bring your right. own shit. Right. Don't, my don't touch my shit, I won't touch yours. Yeah, in my right. backyard, I've got, is so dense with foliage and stuff. I mean, you can go piss or you can take a crap out there if you want to. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, nobody knows. So, I mean, you don't even have to go in the bathroom if you don't have to. But, but Eve, I'm like, not sure, but I think Les just invited us to his house. I think he did. That's what I heard. 
I think I invited you to take a crap in my backyard. I and think that's, that's what's what bothering <laughs> Yeah, I think more I, specifically. <laughs> I think I'm a huge, like, one of my, like, weird, like, life things is that I love entertainment history. And so, like, after the Depression, everybody, or during the Depression, I should say, everybody went to the arts. Everybody went to the arts. Right. Everybody went to see shows. Everybody, because they wanted escapism. They wanted to get away from their day-to-day reality. Right. And so, I think as artists, um, comedians, um, singers, dancers, actors, artists, you know, people are looking to artists right now to to help them deal with this. And right. so, like, podcast or, like, going live on Facebook, like I'm trying to do with my quarantine with Beneva Piano Bar every weeknight, 8 to 9 p.m. It on Facebook Live. It should be a live. queer-a-teen. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I feature a quarantini every night. Oh, a dr- good, handmade good. Nice, nice. Um, anyway, but um, all jokes aside, like, people go to the arts. Right. And the That's arts so are so important because, like, every person who's binge-watching a Netflix show right now those are artists. Those are actors. Those are producers, directors. Those are people who are helping you get through this bullshit, you know, <laughs> through the boredom. Yeah. Um, every, you know, every podcast you listen to, those people are trying to come together to help you get through this and and and, and laugh a little and, right. and have a little levity. And thank God, thank, thank God we're yeah. in a, a space and time we're talking about. You go, yes. We have to quarantine ourselves. We have to do all those right things to flatten this thing out. It's the right thing to do, and it is, and da da da. But by God, at least we we can. At least we have climate controlled homes. Exactly. We have cable television. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we have we have computer access and the yeah. internet. To co- we, at least, I mean, c- you can just imagine if this was just not that long ago, forty years ago, thirty, right. forty years ago, the seventies, the eighties. Before the '80s, even before there was any internet connection, yeah, uh, those types of things. I mean, how much uh, crazier it would be, and even harder. There'd be a lot of books that would have exactly. To be read. You're right. A lot of books. <laughs> a lot yeah. of books. would have their own People personal like, read, library. Read, read, read. What the hell is that? Well, that's the funny thing too. Is like you can't even go to the like in this situ- specific situation, you can't really even go to the library. No. No. Nope. So like. I mean, we would be fucked. Right. <laughs> like, right. And not in a good way. Everything has to, yeah, I know. You, you got to be real selective with that. Too. Exactly. You know? Oh, my God. Grinder is dead. You no, got, I'm joking. You, I'm not on er, Grindr. Everybody just <laughs> has. I'm so on Grindr. Everybody has to, in this time, you have to pick, like, this is the time everybody has to go monogamous, right? Uh, you got to pick one person that you think is clean. <laughs> you oh, know, monogamy. and just oh, like, okay, that's. That's my that's my go-to. Luckily, exactly. I was already there. I now, mean, look, I, I'm gonna back up a little bit. I yes. wanna back up a little bit because here's I want to find out this. I, I mean, mean this is that, and this is where it came up. Uh, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, uh, who there's a, a a guy, a comic who is uh, connected to a very famous comedy club up in Michigan, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Mark comes down here a lot in the, or he, he spends his winters down here, and we're good friends. And Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, they're, they're like us, except they're bigger. Bigger, and they're in Detroit. It's the only place. They've been there for 40 years, one of the first clubs, da-da-da-da-da. And one of his comics, it was like one of his regular local, it'd be like Mike coming to me, maybe been with me for 10, 15 years. He goes, look, man, there's some guys want to open up a club. It's smaller. It's just going to be like a 150-seater. It's, it's, it's in the Detroit area. They've offered me a job, 
you know, uh, and Mark was like, you know what, man, go ahead. He goes, I don't, it ain't going to hurt me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, especially he's in a, he's in a market that's handling, what, three million, four million sure. people. Right. Sure, sure, he sure. goes, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he was, and a lot, of, a lot of club owners would not do that, you know, kind of thing. So we were talking about, I said, how's it going? And he goes, the only thing keeping us alive is drag queen bingo. <laughs> Swear to God. He that goes, they're doing, they, they're doing drag queen bingo there. He said, it is what is keeping us. The comedy is like, but that kicks ass. So when I heard that, I was like, well, shit. Is now obviously drag queen bingo is something that's happening not just here. Absolutely, it, is it over. international? Is it a? Is it, it is. Yeah. Um. I, the first time I had ever heard of drag queen bingo was on like a 2001 episode of Sex and the City. Okay. And like they went to a drag queen bingo in New York City. Um, now is that a root? Did RuPaul have anything to do with? That no, I mean, being the York, most famous, it's more right? Of a New York like cabaret yeah. kind of like, you know, like. It's like so drag like queen Tupperware parties. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so there's like in drag specifically, there are the, you know, there's a couple different kind of, there's several different kinds of drag queens. I don't want to put anybody to pigeonhole anybody, but there's like usually, you know, the really pretty one, the one that looks just like a woman. You're like, oh my God, that's a woman. And then there's, you know, the like funky pop queen. And then there's like the, there. anyway, you get the idea. And then there's a drag queen with and a full beard. The, right, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. give and a that shit. happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I mean, you know, more power to them. Um, bless their hearts. <laughs> but then you have the host right. of the drag shows. There's right. always a host and they're usually funny and they're, they make fun of the audience and then they have a good time with the audience and they also perform and mm-hmm. they're usually the campier drag queens doing like old Bette Midler stuff and like, you know, a, a torch song, right. with, you know, stuff like that. So like it's been around and I think the idea of that host character like was like, what else can I do to, you know, it's a Wednesday night. We're slow in the bar. What can we do? So like they're like let's do bingo. So I think right. it's a, it was a natural progression. Right, right, right. And I think it's 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 certainly exponential. So there's no growing. idea where who started I who was the first. But here's the thing. So like there I don't know who's the first. I don't know who's on second. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hilarious. Come see my show. Um, but um what so what I did, and I'm not saying I'm the most brilliant person ever, but I was smart. <laughs> I copy wrote my show. So like with my show, I have different aspects. There are rules, my rules to drag queen bingo that I use in every show. There are certain aspects of my show that are completely copywritten. And I did it and I registered it and I sent it into the government and I paid for it and all that stuff. So that if I ever see another drag queen bingo that uses my rules or some of my stock jokes, right? Because they're all in this script that I wrote, right? Which literally at some points contain, and this is where you improv with the audience for fifteen minutes, right? Um, I could technically sue them for um, plagiarism. Well, in the big it, for you, 
And that would be if somebody took it to television. Correct. Right. And so the thing is, is yeah. I'm too poor to sue anybody for anything. Oh, Morgan and Morgan will take care of that. <laughs> oh, bless their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be on Siesta Key. There but that's a whole different story. Um, oh, wait. No, that's 1-800-ASK-GARY. Same difference. They're all shysters. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> just, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. They're all shysters. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. No, we're, we're no, sponsored no, no, no. by Ask Gary, so we gotta like. Well, sure. it, you it, are. That's no. awesome. Well, it's just neat when you when you look at a niche like that, oh. and and uh, you know that somebody came but up with is that's it, why I to call gener- my show to generate money on an off night, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's why I call my show instead of just Drag Queen Bingo. I call it Beniva Fruitville's Drag Queen Bingo Bonanza, the show. Mm-hmm. So it's like I wrote a script and I performed that script, right. Even though, like, there are moments of improv. Right, right. So, like, you know, but the layout of the show, the the three games, the the rules, the blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah. So that's where I was smart. Because that's your intellectual property. That's pieces Correct. you wrote no, no. that can, are identified with you. Can you do that with stand-up comedy? How's that? Like, can I just, like, can you copyright write a, a script joke? for myself? Like, no ginger jokes. These are only mine. No Sasquatch, fire <laughs> yeah. Sasquatch. Well, I right. mean, I it, think... I don't know. Can I, I honestly copyright don't know. like Fire Squatch, like you know what I'm saying. Like, yes, yes, you can. Right, well, like anybody in the world can do a drag queen bingo. So I would say yeah. yes. Right. Uh, no, uh, my point. So, uh, excuse me. Anybody in the world can do a drag <laughs> That's queen two. bingo. That's two, by the way. Yeah, and I haven't even farted. Drink yet. if uh, every time she, <laughs> you, know, you got to drink. Uh, right. <laughs> that, that, that should be the shot thing. every time Vanilla burps <laughs> you, gotta you drink. take a oh, Mike oh, copyright that she's gonna try <laughs> to use that's it good. That's <laughs> but like anybody can do a drag queen bingo but nobody can do Your Vanilla Fruitville's one. drag queen bingo bonanza the show right. and follow my rules and do all this really I could do it in my sleep I know because, <laughs> well that's I mean as, as much as we joke about it there is very much a pattern to my show they're very yeah. much and I use a lot of the same stock jokes yeah because I fucking know they work for. But yeah. I mean, it, and that's what I've learned, especially from being in a comedy club and, and, and working here is that people will do their sets and it's the, they do the same set for years. Well, and tell me, <laughs> and, and, and if, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but it seems like th- that most of the crowd that comes to your show is heterosexual. Yes. Yep. Yes. I was going to make that point yes. earlier. Uh-huh. They are, Bachelorette parties. Bachelorette parties, young professional women, and then the small smattering of, of gays and lesbians. Uh huh. And and anybody in the LGBTQ. And there are a lot of seniors love your show. Oh my yeah. God! I mean, some of those old ladies like the fouler, the dirtier I am, oh yeah. the more they love it. <laughs> yeah, they love. Like, it. Oh yeah. They oh, no love doubt. the like you know the the dick jokes and the they get a little crazy. Actually. They do. Beniva pre-show before you even begin, and I'm out in the house. And the people who are sitting right at the edge of the mm-hmm. stage, if it's a, a senior citizen table, right. and I approach them and go, boy, you guys are brave, the looks on their faces of like, why? What, what's going to happen? <laughs> what, what am I in for? Yeah. And all I can think is, you wouldn't have booked that table if you knew what right. was about to happen. Well, yeah. I mean, I... I Go back or to the, the or exact they keep opposite. Back right. Yeah, exactly. Right. They want to be in the show. Exactly. Yeah. Y'all, y'all are in the splash zone. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. No exactly. Exactly. No exactly. Yeah, it's not. That's what I tell people when they don't know 
what it is. I mean, that always gets a laugh, and y'all probably when I when I when I uh, hype it after a show, uh-huh. I always go, you know, and once a month we do drag queen bingo, and I go, so if any of you do not know what I'm talking about. Don't overthink it. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's drag queens, and we're playing bingo, for God's right. sake. But people, uh, and uh, you know, and, and every once in a while, somebody's going to yell, bingo! Right. And you, get, and, and you get a gift. You, get, you win something oh, a gift. from <laughs> a drag queen. I said, it now, let is, me ask you this. No, can I say sex well, I will, toys? Let me say, here's yeah. what I tell yeah. people. Yeah. Right. I, go, go I go, who has that story at Thanksgiving? Right, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say it's going to be you. That You're going to be it. Dude, our prizes <laughs> are sure. by Kinky Kitty, and it's all sex toys, butt plugs, vibrators, dildos, ponytails. So I my don't get favorite, the butt my plug. Favorite, I, don't, I truly do not. Wait, my I favorite don't get prize, it. <clears throat> my favorite prize I've ever given away, <laughs> she was about 102, and she won a butt plug that had like a horse's tail on ponytail, the end of it. Yep. Saddle, now that Saddle, makes more sense. And okay. like, it's a I just piece. her face was priceless. <laughs> Two for one, man. Priceless. Halloween costume and sexual pleasure. Halloween right costume. there, you go. <laughs> I think for a lot of people though, like, and I think why we get so many straight people is they just they feel safe. This is not going to one of those seedy nightclubs. That's like exactly you're right. Yes, they yes. they can come to a nice, clean, serviced right. environment. Right. Th- th- like you know, the girls can do a girls' night, and no guy's going to come over and you know hit on them, ask them to dance, sure. and rub up on them. They can come and watch a show, and they feel like you know they feel like they're in that environment of being safe. Well, that's the same way with the burlesque show, and that's exactly. something that Laura Gale and I talked about a long time ago that. When I first saw her do it mm-hmm. for the first time, I'd already in. Well, that sounded weird, but anyway, <laughs> I, know, I love uh, it. I got excited. <laughs> that video is on Pornhub. I, I no, like. I'd like to think that I uh, I could have possibly been there when you did it for the first time. Uh, what were you? In my heart, fourteen. You were. Uh, okay, hey, teasing. Right? Yeah, I was right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but you know, it was that thing. It had been in my mind that you know. There's a lot of, I, I felt like, you know, Sarasota, this whole area, Sarasota, Braden, and Venice, this whole area, mm-hmm. has a really sophisticated, eclectic mm-hmm. population. And that has been there, done that, been everywhere, da 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 Right. And I said, you know, I know there's a lot of people here that like provocative mm-hmm. and would love to see striptease, mm-hmm. nudity, done tastefully. They would never go to a strip club. They right. just they wouldn't feel safe there. Mm-hmm. They would be out of their element. They just would be uncomfortable yeah. in that environment. But they would love to. That, that it's not that they have any problem with nudity. Correct. You know. Well, and that's, I, we I, push that classic, elegant, old school glamour. Uh, you know, tagline for Black Diamond for since the beginning because we didn't want people to mistake it for something else and you know we as striptease artists and performers and vaudeville and everything that we do we support the people who choose to work in that field whether it's oh yeah absolutely a a strip club or sex workers or whatever it's we i totally support that too laura (laughs) 
I've been a stalks, a stalks supporter. Pam, come and get your husband. Porn, porn actors <laughs> and actresses go I mean, for the butts. Yeah, but you that's just, not if you want to do. do it, you do it. And by I, God. I do wonder sometimes, like, has the world evolved enough between, say, RuPaul's Drag Race and you know how uh, mainstream burlesque is becoming that. We need to step it up a bit because now we're. You need full frontal nudity. Oh, I've been, stop it! I've been trying I don't think to you have that. that license, young What's man. What's that? I don't think you have that let's, kind of. Let's be license. challenged. <laughs> All press. I want somebody to come in and. I want, I, want, I want the cops to show up one night. Is I that do, a pussy right? up there? Well, yes, it is. I do what think are you, What's the deal? That is a pussy. You can't be serving drinks with pussy. Well, I, I thought that's the only way you got pussy. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. God. <laughs> I think that, that... I show my balls all the time. I don't the know. The elegance yeah, of <laughs> what Black know, Diamond is bringing sake. out is... <laughs> seen that. This full costume performer comes out, and they look like a Vegas showgirl. So people are like, oh, oh, okay, this is one of those acts. And then over three and a half minutes, they're down to Pacey's and a G-string albeit completely bedazzled and fabulous. Right. But it kind of sneaks up on you on, in a way yeah. that you're like, bejazzled. oh, wait, really... How about bejazzled? No kidding. <laughs> that also you don't Ooh. have That could be like, <laughs> that way they're not totally new. It's a loophole. Right. They're bejazzled. You, Speaking of loopholes. It's a loophole. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Mike. We call it the loophole show. It's all loophole. Wait, I'm going to copyright that, Mike. You can't right? exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> we're so close. Is she totally new? No, she's bejazzled. I'm always amazed. She's showing her loophole <laughs> some of the some strippers i've talked to are like in love with burlesque like they wish yeah. that they could do it like they're yeah they're like oh it sounds so much nicer than being like creeped on by like a 86 year absolutely man. if they could yeah, make the same money that's right. that's right. the whole well and that's something key. too that this venue provides us is that sort of you know invisible fourth wall that is proprietary in a way that we do not as black diamond burlesque we have we don't our shows are not tipping shows and a lot of burlesque. And again, we support the whole industry, sure. but that they do tip, you know, kind of approach the stage and tip. We have two schools of thought on that. One is you have already paid a, you know, price for your ticket, mm -hmm. which is not right. cheap because it's a fabulous show, but you're also required to buy your two item minimum in the showroom. So mm -hmm. your evening out is already costing you something. So we're not going to bleed you for more money. It's not a $20 show like Drag Queen Bingo. Well, and the shoving of the money into your gowns that's part of is the part of the show. Of drag. But I also don't want the audience to break that fourth wall right. and approach my dancers, male or female, to, to, to create any sort of vulnerability that is not already built into the show. Mm -hmm. So like, where's drag and drag culture part of the tipping process is part of the culture right so like Absolutely. they want you to like put their put your, their face in your tits and have them motorboat you they want that one-on-one -on -one connection right and they want that and that's what that tip is that's what that dollar bill is or i think we need a loophole for that too. <laughs> but they like they want that that one-on-one -on -one connection just for that like two seconds and um, and I think that's huge. That's in drag a huge culture. part of your show as well. Are you, yeah. get, are you getting beers, Jason? Yes. I want to. Sorry, I sign languaged him that I needed another, and he back? he sign languaged back. Did less say it was okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Sorry. If I pour a vodka soda. No. Yeah, it's fine. Thank you, Les. No, you're welcome. 
Hey, well, we're, that, we're, that, we're, that, we're sitting in an empty show room. <laughs> Listen, a, so Les, before we had It is to, still a two-drink minimum. So. <laughs> oh, got it. Absolutely. Correct. Do, Correct. Who, who do we I are enforcing it. Exactly. Where do I swipe my car? Where, that's Where, right. Where's my pretzel bite? <laughs> right. um, but the show that we, you know, before uh, McCurdy's as a venue closed for health code reasons or what, that sounded so wrong. Okay, wait. Before COVID nineteen, we closed for the safety of our of our, guests, of our community of our of our yes. patrons. Yes, but we, as Drag Queen Bingo and LDG Productions, lost that March show, Correct. and we're going to lose the April show as we know. Which we're, we're we'll You're be right. here when Absolutely. we all come back. But we were even talking in advance of the March show going dark. Of hang on a minute, how do we do this? Mm-hmm. Your show is so interactive with the audience. Yeah. How do we? Sure. I'm like, do I go around behind you with a tip bucket? Do we Venmo you the money? Right. Do we, you know, and I do think that's going to be a conversation once we boot back up with everything of how do you do that safely and that people feel you comfortable You carry a with. can of Lysol. <laughs> you spray you spray, <laughs> you spray both people before, right. before all the prizes, you, before you chest bump them. Here's my thought. You know. Alcohol sanitizes itself. Correct. So the more I drink, the cleaner we all are. Exactly. Well, that's your new your new joke. You don't have right. to be prettier <laughs> exactly. yet. Now it's the, the less infected. Infectious, I right? Exactly. Did you see um, Dale Jones and Jody White's "Baby It's COVID" outside? Oh no! We just posted that on the McCurdy's. Oh post. nice! Oh, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh, I love. They do it to "Baby It's they're Cold so Outside." Great. It's adorable. That's great. Shout out to Dale and, and Cam's Jody. doing so well. Bless him. His yes. uh, Tiger King video just hit a, a, a million views. A million so views. Oh, that God, Tiger King oh, is the gosh. craziest oh, shit. Oh my God! It's my favorite. I loved it. I couldn't. I you know what? I had no idea. You know the goof was. It was on Netflix for about a, a couple of weeks. Right. Every time I would just, you know, hit Netflix, it would be the first yes. thing that would come right. up. Right, right, right. And I was like, and I was like, I, didn't even, I, pay, I was like, I'm a fucking Tiger King. What the fuck is this? Right. And then I'd go on to whatever I wanted to watch. And then I can't remember. We were sitting around. I think it was Kevin. Yeah, I think it was Kevin, who yeah, do, who's our AV guy here and everything. Mm-hmm. It was Kevin that we were sitting around talking to mention this Tiger King thing, and he goes, oh, my God, you have got so to watch good. this crazy oh, yeah. shit. No, no, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. That's how crazy. It. It's when we did the fireside chat. I was like, you have to watch this. It's ins- yes. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Did you it's see the nuts. meme that it's the picture of them getting triple married, the three yeah. of them in their yes. magenta yeah. cowboy shirts, yes. and yeah, it's yeah. like, Hilarious. COVID-19, the outfit I wore yesterday, the outfit I'm wearing today, and the outfit I'm wearing tomorrow. It's <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. It's Absolutely. Great. Now, it's become part of our lexicon at this point. If you right? haven't seen Tiger King, you don't know yeah. what half the people if are If anybody exactly. in this country thinks that you don't have enough freedom in America, watch the <laughs> fucking Tiger Isn't King. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> it is. For it's God's like... sakes, if you think <laughs> our, we don't have freedom Lord. here, Jesus, I mean, It's like It still Lord. gets me when he ran for God. <laughs> Governor, he got 19% of the vote. He got 19% of the vote for governor. Five to 10,000 tigers in America as pets. As pets. And there's only 4,000 in the whole freaking world (laughs) in in the wild. That's. 
unbelievable. Not, <laughs> not only did he get 19%, but voter turnout that year was at a record high. Holy fuck. So he, he got word. more people to come out and vote. Probably people were like, we can't let this motherfucker win. So <laughs> they it. went out and voted, but like 19% nuts. of the population <laughs> voted for this guy. It was unbelievable. It, you couldn't write. A He's script like, that anybody would believe. Exactly. Like no. Like no. you could not no. write that shit. That's exactly right. You could not. That is the, it looks that like a mockumentary. Oh, like yeah. Exactly. You start watching it, you don't think it's a it's real like, thing. And yeah. then you realize <laughs> right. that it is. Well, and, 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 and the thing is, what, six episodes, and you go, each episode you go, how could the next, at some point, they've shot their gun no, in right. the first two, yeah. like the first two <laughs> hours, you go, they had to have shot their fucking load. Exactly. What the fuck else no. could happen? <laughs> exactly. And then you go, no, 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 no. Yeah. It, it's going it to get weirder and fucking it crazier. It is also a really good documentary because it's like every episode has its own arc. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, okay. And then you go into the next and you're like, what the fuck? In the next episode. <laughs> and then you go into the third and you're like, what the, really, what the fuck? Les, right. did you read the quote somebody said, why do I think I'm watching a Christopher Guest movie? Oh. Exactly. Which is yeah, so he was, spot he on. He started mockumentaries, right? I love oh, him God, so much. I love his work so much. Right, right. Spinal Tap, Best Waiting for Guffman. Oh, sure. God. Waiting sure. for Guffman is fucking is. hilarious. Sure. It's an insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's the redneck Real Housewives. That's what yeah. Tiger King yeah. is. I've never binge watched anything on Netflix. And I... I, will, I went through one through seven in one night, and I was like, I'm watching it again totally for a second time, away. the whole series. I couldn't look away. I was like, this is insane. It's it, absolutely it is. crazy. It is. And it, once again, it just shows how much freedom we do have in yeah, the United exactly. States absolutely. of America to kind of be what you want to be and but do my, what you want to do mm-hmm. as long as you're not endangering people. Did you, you see know? David and they were. <laughs> Walking that edge. David Spade is interviewing Saf and John Finley and whatever, like a one-on-one Skype interview or Uh Zoom interview. And they're also, like, level-headed and normal when they're out of that world. Right. And John yeah. Finley's got his new teeth, and I was about Saf to say, John, moving on. You know, there's quizzes thing. on Facebook like which uh, which Tiger King character, and I always get John Finley. Me too. <laughs> I, Me really? too. Yep, every time. What? He has summer <laughs> teeth. Some are here, some summer are there. there. Summer. Right. Yeah, he's that was insane. Yeah, yeah. And the, like, the, who like goes into a fucking Netflix interview and decides not to wear a shirt the whole time? Like no no fucking time. shirt. Yeah. He didn't well, I care. love that you, you know what I, you know what I think. Like it was seven hours, but they interviewed him in one sitting. I know, but so. don't you think at one point, like an hour in there, like maybe you should put a shirt on? Nah. <laughs> nah. nah. I think there's a. I think I think that's the people who are doing the documentary film probably went. Should I put a shirt on? No. No. Man. No. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. You're perfect. You, you, you stay right Just there. The perfect for this series. In fact, Roll smile a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Show them teeth off. Show them yeah. smile. Smile a lot. Can you smile more? Oh God, man. <laughs> that you know, and the reason why I really like that documentary though is because there's no clear like good or bad. No. no. Like at not first, at like okay, no I can see Carol Lambaster, whatever her name is, like Baskin. Baskins. Yeah. How can, can you see, forget? He said her see, name four thousand times. I don't times. know. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucking like Carol, Carol Baskin. Carol. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. Like okay, maybe she. And then like okay, clearly she killed her husband. Like she and then like she killed her. Wait, husband. who do She's I vote for in this? Crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not voting and for then, Joe Exotic. And then the goof is, as we all know, right here in Sarasota, we have Kay Rozier, who has Big Cat Habitat. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the Rozier family has been training Big Cats mm-hmm, for right. de- for generations for the circus. Yeah. Uh, she has the cats 
uh, here in town out on her ranch. Has out she there. weighed in at all? What's that? Has she weighed in on the... Not that I know of. I, th- I asked about that. I said, I can't believe Kay's... And somebody just told me they did... She was con, and I don't know if it's true. I was told she was contacted, and she went, "I have nothing to do Smart with it." Because Kay, Kay, legitimately, yeah, they're saying she there's was yeah, they're legit. Major, yes. like, confusion between Big Cat Habitat and Big Cat Rescue, which yes. Carol Baskins runs. In yeah, I know way too much about this shit. Yeah, so Carol Baskins runs Big Cat Rescue in Tampa, and Kay runs big cat habitat in Sarasota. And there was a lot of confusion initially between the two. Yes. People were thinking that Carol Baskins was at big cat habitat here in Sarasota. Right. And, and so like there was, a, she was like, Kay was like, fuck no, this, this y'all, no. Right. Y'all I, I think she just, I think she wisely said, I'm yeah. not going to have anything to do with this at all. You know, as far as that, well, they all remind every single organization, even Carol's reminded me of some form of like, almost like a microcosm of a cult. Oh yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! I was like, this is super culty. Like, like the guy in South Carolina. I was like, that yeah, is about Doc as far is as totally you can go. One out of them all, Dude, in and, my they, and yeah, and he got like, he's like, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> he goes, I just got a bunch of hot bitches, and I burn taggers in the back <laughs> right. when I'm done with them. <laughs> no big like, deal. I am um, randomly in my theatrical professional performing career worked for a Christian magic show in Branson, Missouri. As one boring. does. As one does. <laughs> um, and sure. we had big cats so we had a tiger um we had a white we had a bengal tiger a white tiger a lion um a spotted leopard and a black panther wait a minute does this make you the tiger queen pretty much so i this is a really disgusting story but it kind of back ends Back I'm ends. trying to back end you. You, back don't, end have, you don't have um, to preface any disgusting stories trying Penny, to back door this so, like, <laughs> there's two parts of the story Anyone who raises a big cat or takes care of them, they are in a fucking cult. And they're crazy, right? They are crazy. A little bit. There's something that, like, and I was even, like, kind of crazy, too, because, like, you get in a cage with an animal Mm. that can literally kill you at any second. And you're like, oh, this kitty loves me. No, that kitty doesn't love you. That kitty wants to kill you. It's just, like, full. Yeah. You fed it. Exactly. (laughs) That kitty respects you because you feed it. Yeah, you put it. That is true. That's exactly right. So, like, part of my training for one of my tricks, um, hopefully I'm not giving away too much magic, but um, in magic, magic, there are body doubles. Give it away. (laughs) There are body doubles. So, for this one trick, I was a body double for the magician. So, basically, I just wore a wig and a leather costume. Um, Remember that I said leather. So I would get set up in the prop first. Oh, no. And then a panel would come down on top of me, and then they would load the tiger on top of me. And it was my tiger, so I had to work with the tiger daily, literally daily, just to get, you know, familiar so that he wouldn't try to kill me. Like, you know, there was a little bit of plywood between me and a fucking white tiger who are – all white tigers are very inbred. I don't know if you guys know this oh. or not, because there are so few of them. Right. They have to inbreed each other, mm. so yeah. they're all a little. I think they're inbred with a zebra. Exactly. It's like correctly. they're from Ayaka, but not. <laughs> anyway, so I had to be in the cage with this. Well, like I had to work with this tiger a lot, and so the tiger liked me. But anyway, um, moving on. I would get loaded into the prop that plywood would come down the tiger would get loaded on top of me because i had 
a different smell every day, like I had taken a shower, the tiger would piss on in the prop and piss all over me. Then now remember, I'm wearing a leather oh my God. costume, which Ooh. cannot be traditionally cleaned other than wiped down. It, you can't send it through the washer. No. And ironically, t- uh, big cat tiger piss smells like buttered popcorn and vinegar. Mm-hmm. It's vile. So basically <laughs> urine. So, so I would do the trick. I would, you know, come out of the prop. I would walk off stage. I would be like this. They would take the costume off of me. They would ha- my. I, I, I'm like this. I would be like in a Jesus pose, like on the cross. Of course, it's Christian magic. Of course, it's Christian magic. <laughs> Yay, and they well would done. take me out of the costume and hang it up to dry. And then I would just get in it the next day. Oh. They disinfect it or anything? No. I'll just leave, just leave it as is. Jesus will take care of it. Like, like tiger Jason, piss cleans way, everything. Oh. Way exactly. before it's Febreze. Like acid. This is, yeah, this was in 2000. So the, yeah. that I'm, I no am Febreze that old. Back then. There was no Hilarious. Febreze back then. That's it was crazy. vile. And they're all yeah. a little bit nutty. Right? And it was stiff. Yeah. Like I, I was like the kid from A Christmas Story. Like I couldn't put down my arm. <laughs> well, you know, it's and, and you know, and I know I'd catch shit about this, but it's almost like the to me the same thing. Even with even with vicious dogs, I mean, like like the kind of person that goes, okay, you like a Doberman, but four of them, yeah. right? You know, four yeah. Dobermans. Yeah. You know, four huge. And- Pit bulls, you right. know. I yeah. mean, like, they get into I don't quite. Yeah. They're like, well, I just love them so much, I and I'm like, them, yeah. but they're they're they are you really. Named them after serial I mean, killers, and like, I, don't <laughs> get me wrong. I know that there are pit bulls There's and Dobermans and German Shepherds and all those dogs that that are that are puppy that are gentle and wonderful and da yeah. da da. But yeah. they are. They're still. Animals, they are big. Right? They are yeah. big animals that if they decide for what some weird reason that yep. nobody knows to get pissed off or or yeah. feel or feel like they're they're uh, that you're that you're uh, 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 somehow gonna do some harm to them or something, or something right all of a sudden shit changes quick well, or even and, stress like even like if you think about a house cat like a house cat, you can be loving on a house cat, and then they get overstimulated, and then they'll bite you. And it's shit. not their, like, that's because they're animals. They don't have yeah. the same process of thought that humans do. And I think that's where you go into, I think we see people, I just believe, I see people that believe, that believe that that animal, that they've got a connection with that animal, that where they'll go, that they believe that that animal is, has the same thoughts and and capabilities almost as a human being that's a mistake you know oh, yeah. yes that's you a can, mistake you can never <laughs> forget well, that because they are primal it, oh, yeah. it, yes that's exactly right yeah. that's well, exactly they're right. saying that and no. that was one of the biggest things that i learned from working with them and what i was trained to do is that you can never forget that you're in a an enclosed space with something that can kill you right and that's part of the and they and they that's do it the in draw, and they though, do it in exactly and that's yeah. why like oh, so freaks dangerous. like me I'm like yes yeah. kill me tiger yeah. no but like <laughs> there's I think that's what like draws crazy people or at least a little bit crazy people in because they're like you think you do have this connection with this animal oh they'll never you're hurt special. me and and you're special right. exactly that's, that's that was the driving psychology behind it, yeah. it was a status symbol it's like I got and a baby like, tiger I can do this you just got a little like house cat like what the right. fuck you know. Yeah. I feel like the same people that own tigers that want to own tigers also own a lot of guns. 
Yeah. Like you ever, I've been over to a friend's house and I'm like, I'm like, oh, you got a gun? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's just like one cool little gun. Like, it's just in case, you know, whatever. And then you go to somebody's house and like, I got guns. Right. And like, yeah. oh, you have a collection. Like, you, <laughs> not for like, 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 you would never be able to use 72 guns in a gunfight. Like, you would, right. you know what I mean? Like, you don't need no, exactly. that many. Do you, you have like a militia in your backyard? Like, a like Cub Scout group <laughs> that's going to go to war though. with you? Right. Yeah, but you just like guns. You like things that can kill you. Mikey, I was raised. I don't like you playing at people's houses who own guns. Please stop. I didn't play with them. <laughs> I was raised in a house no, with guns. No, playing at the I, home. I was too. Quickly. I was too. And I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't care. I own a small handgun. Right. And I literally only have it for protection. But if you like moved a book in your bookcase and that bitch just flipped around and there's <laughs> right. like a grenade but launcher. You're, you're basically <laughs> talking about my brother <laughs> yeah. who has like, he literally room. makes that his own awesome. bullets. Yeah, he exactly. has like the what press. The yeah. And I'm like, why do you, what? He has a room dedicated to yeah. making bullets. It's a just in case. Wow. Are Come you? on now. Yeah. Right. It's a status thing though. It's it's everybody crazy. does want to have one of those friends. Yeah. Just yeah, in case. Just in case. I always say shit really goes sideways yeah, you know where you're headed yeah, you can make bullets <laughs> okay. yeah I, I always I'm said if we have a zombie apocalypse I'm going to my yeah. brother's house well, you know I grew up I grew up my uncle was uh, uh, was my he was the favorite of the, the adult group he was he was an outdoorsman he was fun mm-hmm. he took us he was a fun funny guy and a little outrageous and he was a big tough guy right. and he was in the Korean war and I, yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff and and so you know he was he was a uh, uh, he was one small house, but there were literally guns all over the place. Hmm. But they were you know just hanging on the walls and <laughs> yeah. shit, you know just guns yeah. like but, art. But <laughs> the like, thing was was that he from a very early age because he he had four boys, and then I was I, I was the nephew that lived down the street, and there was two or three other guys that were all Ken's sons was one of them oh, okay. that we all hung out huh. there. And my uncle was a type, from a young age, he sat us down and gave us the gun talk. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And I mean, it was like, and I think this typifies it. He goes, you know, that old thing of, you do not point a gun at anything you don't intend exactly. to shoot. Exactly. Ever, ever. And he goes, people are killed every day by unloaded guns. Yep. Okay. And when you were cleaning, like he was, he was sitting there one time cleaning a, a shotgun, just and he just had the barrel in his hand. Yeah. He goes, just the barrel. You would, I wouldn't point that at you. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm just holding a barrel. Yeah. It's just the whole idea. So there, were, he was very good about, and we were, I mean, as teenagers, you know, my wife Pam grew up in a. They had, they were not anything like that there was no yeah. guns there was no hunting they didn't grow up right. in that. and i said can you imagine as a mom to have a teenage boy teenage boy uh 15 years old 15 16 years old and him and his three or four buddies walk walk in the house uh go back put on their vests their tent their hunting shit da 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 take all the shotguns off grab a bunch of shells and go hey we're going hunting. We'll be back, and 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 you know, my aunt, my aunt would be like, well, you know, are you going to be back for dinner? Should I have, you know right. what I mean? It was yeah. like, right. so here, here we go. No cell phones. Right. No, no, they don't know. They know we're on the backside of Lookout Mountain. That's all they know. Right. That's all right. they know with guns, right? <laughs> yeah. With guns, <laughs> loaded exactly. to the teeth. Sixteen yeah. years old, right? Yeah, exactly. But. We all, they knew we knew how to be. And, mm-hmm. and we never, 
there was if you were in in that group of hunters and you know just when we were young if there was any any kid that hung out or a new kid or whatever and he was goofy with guns he'd be the fuck out of there right. in yeah. no time yeah he'd be bitch slapped and out yeah. you know what i mean i yeah. mean it, literally it i mean because because you're you're an you're stupid yeah. and you're an asshole you know so you know with him i always look back at my uncle and go he was one of those guys that had a lot of guns and stuff just because he enjoyed them and he hunted with all of them you know he mm -hmm. he, he hunt he was a big hunter yeah. you know kind of a thing he did not have assault weapons he did not right. have a machine right. gun See, he did that's not the have, difference. he did not have assault weapons yeah, it's you difference. know uh and i don't think coming out of the war yeah i don't think he wanted to have right. assault weapons right. around, reminded him of I that i still don't horror. understand the, the why those are available for, for sale well they're available if you're, if, you, if you're gonna kill a deer like if you're going hunting you're not gonna like on a deer because you'll lose on the meat. That's right. That's how I was raised. No, well, although that's right. that would be hella interesting to watch. That's right. Well, <laughs> they're av they're available because because there is a, a a way of thinking, and my uncle was one of these too. One, he believed that the government had no right knowing what guns you have and how many guns you have. Well, I I, I get it because his thing is. You don't want the government to come and take your guns if they they if they decide to be a, a, a tyrannical, a, a, a tyrannical yeah. authoritarian, right. you know, dictatorship. Right. It's been whatever. the case forever. They always go yeah. Hitler. You know, that's what Hitler did. Yeah. You know, well, that type of thing. Of course, it goes against what we deal with now is mental illness. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. can't. You know, yeah. That that works if, as long as that that goes in. But his thing was, you know, their thing was that we have. If our country, if our government goes sideways in a really bad way and starts to do bad shit to us, we, we might need to, like, you know. Fight them? Fight them. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and that, that I think that is that assault weapon kind of a mentality somewhat. And, you know, However, I, don't I, don't know. I think it's argument. a little outdated with the it's fact of outdated. what the military has now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> you know? mean, Your government's yeah. not going to come for you no. that way. But also Cletus but and Carol aren't going to defend like, the government. So you know with I mean? a virus? They got yeah. our back. Right. I just, yeah. Hey, I Can tell we talk about girl stuff I'll tell you this again? story. Y'all, <laughs> I was, I <laughs> recently, help me here. I recently did an auction. I did an auction for a charity that was a veterans charity and a very good veterans charity. And it was, uh, and the, the event was a wonderful event. Uh, and and uh, but we're in a private country club in the whole mm. nine yards. And so the, they hire me a lot of times to do these auctions because I'm fun. I keep it lively, and 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 uh, usually works out. They make make better money. And so, um, so they there was only I think six items. And it was some trips and blah. One, I go through. I didn't know what I had till I got there. I go through it. One of the items is an assault weapon. Holy Shut fuck! Up. An ass, wow. for real, an assault weapon no, that is no, painted no. red, white, and blue. Right? Holy of course, fuck. it's a real America. assault weapon. Oh, gross. So, so it's I'm like, I'm like, Jesus. this is this is kind of wild, <laughs> yeah. and, you know. And and of course, it's veterans. There's a lot, big chunk yeah. of the people there are military, ex-military. Yeah. I mean, you know, I get it, kind of thing. But still, so. I, I told him, I said, this is kind of crazy. So when I got up there, I said, well, ladies and gentlemen, I said, this is the first for me. <laughs> this is the first. I said, I've done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these types of events yeah. and auctions. I have never auctioned an assault weapon. Jesus. And hold it up, right? And I, and I go, so, and then 
the guy came behind me and he got it from me and he was he was holding it and he started to spin it around oh, like Lord. this and yeah. I went oh no yeah. <laughs> I was like uh. yeah. no point the barrel points yeah. that way yeah, dickhead point you know Jesus you were channeling Christ. your uncle at that and point. Uh, so anyway so anyway the uh, I said I said well I said I just have to guess that because you are a person who has the wherewithal and uh, to be at this event. Yeah. And you are in this private country club tonight. You are that person. You don't need a background check. <laughs> oh, shit. Because yeah. we're going to let anybody that bids on this thing walk true, out of though. here with this assault weapon, right? Oh, that's fucked up. I didn't and, even and think the good about is, that. Holy I didn't shit. know how they might take that, but they laughed. They Good. People started realizing the absurdity of right. it a little bit. Yeah. But let me tell you something. This assault weapon you can buy online for $800, 1000 max. Ugh. I sold it. When the bidding got to $8,000. Holy shit. $8,000. That's insane. I, eight times the, 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 the amount. Because it's a pain. Uh, That'd be 10 uh, times. A guy, a guy with the charity came to me and said, hey. I had two guys at this point going back and forth. Uh -huh. He goes, ask them if ask them if they'll both do ten thousand dollars, and I'll get another one. And so I go, okay, and I did, and they both went cool. Now here's the positive part of that: they donated twenty thousand dollars to veterans right. in a of wonderful course. way, a wonderful way. Yeah. Of course. But <laughs> there's two my other thing was to, to the crowd. I was like, hey, street. screw the rest of these auction items. Can we get 10 more of them assault weapons right, in here? Exactly. We'll raise a million dollars, but we'll, we'll arm the yeah. whole damn crowd yeah. and, go out, and go out in the back of the country club and, and knock a tree over or something, <laughs> you crazy. know. But, you know, there is, there is, that is a thing of, you know, uh, and at that point, I've held a lot of guns, you know. I mean, in other words, I've, I've shot hunting rifles and, sure, sure, and sure. shotguns and, and, you know, basic pistols and things like that. Mm -hmm. I've never even held an assault weapon. No. And this thing is kind of small. You know, it's not a big, it's not as big as a shotgun. It's small. But you realize, you go, this thing fires. It's a killing machine. Yes, it is a Literally. killing machine yeah. to kill a lot of people really fast. But also the government doesn't breathe, care. Breathe, Laura, breathe. Oh, my God, you guys, please. <laughs> Hashtag inspire laughter. Come on. Come on. I'm pulling all you boys back onto something more lighthearted. I love I'm you. I'm a lady, god damn it. I was looking at them. All right. All right. Well, how long have we been going here? For a while, hadn't we? About an hour and a half. Yeah, that's wow. good. That's good. That's, pod that's a good podcast. Well, uh, we can, I know we can sit here and fucking talk about I know it's been shit. so long since I don't want to have to go back people. home <laughs> I know <laughs> I know have to end. We'll get I have it. to do my quarantine piano bar there you go <laughs> there you go when yeah we're, do, we're getting ready to maybe are we gonna do the fireside eight, eight. chat yeah okay. five minutes yeah <laughs> what is that I sit by our fake fireplace oh, God. <laughs> I love it. and you, you know how FDR did the I fireside yes. chat uh, no, but it was on the radio so nobody saw him by the fire yes. nobody you. knew he was by the fire he just said he was by the fire I was during FDR's so what what I do is is that I, I we just did the fart we just done one this second and I just tell people, look, I said, I'm just going to talk to you for about 10 or 15 minutes. I'm going to give you the, on the virus end of it, I'm going to give you the skinny on what I have learned since the last time I talked to you 
from a small business person's yeah. point of view. What I've learned about what's going on in the economy, what they're giving me, options, what's going on with that. I'm just going to tell you that because some of it you're hearing it and some of it you're not and some of it you're hearing not as much detail as I am. So I give them that and then we, and then we try to throw in something positive that you can do while you're being quarantined like mm -hmm. so many people are doing and that's wonderful just reinforcing that and then i try to look for some silver lining behind what's happening right now when we come out on the other end yeah are there good things that are going to happen because we got through this together you can know? i say one positive thing um it has cured my fomo disease okay what's fomo you're missing, you're missing out. out. Oh. Everybody is missing out. <laughs> so I no longer have the FOMO disease. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because everybody's sitting at home watching Tiger King, not just me. Right. right. But also, if you heard about like a party that went on, you'd be like, you guys are crazy. Guys are yeah. Crazy. I'm glad I missed out yeah. on that <laughs> fucking cesspool. I was free. <laughs> I, heard, <laughs> I heard a great phrase today, a great saying, not saying, I don't know what the fuck it's called, a term, called... Um, moral exhaustion yes and that we're all so fucking tired of doing the right thing <laughs> oh yeah and i'm like really because it's uh april 2nd we oh, got yeah. at least 28 more days of moral oh exhaustion, we got more than so that brothers and sisters I agree. I agree, i'm just telling you but you know yes I, uh, I'll, mean, I, I that would be a great way to end it's like what's the positive thing and well here's here's the thing i want to say to people is that is that you can respect social distancing just like we did here. Yeah. We, we, we have five of us sitting here. We're, we're sitting in a space that we've disinfected all this stuff. We've given, you, we've given everybody in here hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. a can of Lysol. You can spray the shit out of whatever you want. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I mean, to, to make you feel as comfortable as you can right. within this. So unless, unless, unless the CDC... Uh, uh, which is still saying there's no reason for you to be wearing a face mask. They right. said it yesterday. Right. No reason unless you have it. No reason to wear a face mask. Keep six feet. Well, we've, we've done this. So what I would tell people is you don't have to be alone. You just have to respect the social distancing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't see, like we talked about, I don't see why in an open outdoor backyard – you can't have a small group of people, you know, that, that is a group size where you're going to easily be able to keep that much distance from each other and bring BYOB, right. bring your own mm -hmm. shit, can and I to where you can do what we just did right now, yeah, which yeah, we yeah. all said, wow, I needed just to sit with yeah. some people. I, I, I am completely agree with that whether the governor thinks we should or not but BYOB no I, I think Governor DeSantis is, uh, is okay. for that BYOB, I think he said he's for that here's the other thing and I'm not sure what the acronym is but take your own shit with you when you leave that's right oh yeah so it's you know bring your cooler bring your your wine corkscrew your your bottle opener your your frosted glass whatever you need and when you are done take all the shit you touched with you and if you have to use my bathroom I'm gonna have a roll of toilet are um, paper towels in there so you're not for using god's sakes everybody towel. buy a fucking bidet for god's sakes <laughs> yeah, own a damn oh, bidet they're, they're right. out of stock oh man stock. i put mine in a while ago man that's the greatest thing I in got the world the bellagio what did you get what's that i got the bed bath and beyond 
That's what I got. Watch the Bellagio, like it just sprays up like this, like in front of the Bellagio. Steal it from the Bellagio. You made a slight. Oh, it's not just you. Pam told me you got Old Faithful. Is that the one you got? It it's powerful. Old wonderful. It's wonderful, and you can adjust the aim. You can decide whether you want yeah, anus way, or scrotum. You can go whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, does yeah. it have a button that says anus on it and then scrotum? No, you have to. You, have oh, to, you just it. have to know. You just have to know. You just have to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. There's uh, a learning curve. There is a learning curve. Well, I <laughs> say, too, on the positive note, I've reached out to so many people. I have family overseas yeah. um, and kind of even an interesting kind of twist to this and I'm, I'm gonna fuck it up and say it wrong but you know my nephew is a actor producer writer activist in scotland mm-hmm. uh edinburgh fringe is canceled obviously for oh, this yeah. summer which is such a, we, a hit for the it's whole month of august yeah. and it's huge and i've been the, i've been to that and yeah, a million people in edinburgh fun. but he's um when he and i talk about how the uk government is treating their out-of-work artists versus us who are all just you know can i borrow a hundred bucks for right. groceries kind of feeling because i it hit me kind of hard that everybody i know literally everyone i know that's my inner circle are actors performers you know singers dancers whatever and, and or business owners or bartenders service right. industry um everybody's hospitality and performing arts so mm-hmm. we're but the UK government is taking very good care of their creative It's mm-hmm. very nice. And what citizens. you'd like to see happen, and, and we're still in the beginning stages of this in the United States. We're in, we've only been in this for weeks, and yeah. it's, it's, people are still trying to figure out what to do. But I would expect that we will see the type of philanthropy that from the wealthy people that support the arts mm-hmm support artists Mm -hmm. during this time if it keeps going you know i I would i would think we would see that i hope so and i do i i kind of took an exit ramp there but the positive thing is reaching out to friends that i've had for you know 30 years and really checking in with everybody i'm starting to facetime more with people and have that visual like belly laugh moment with your best friend in new york well you definitely got the time you no know, shit. to, to no call shit. everybody you in have the, the touch time, base. But who yeah. does their hair and makeup for FaceTime? I'm in like baseball cap and glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, FaceTime, I'm just like, please, why? Well, no, really? It makes a difference, Les, for your, for your nearest and dearest. There is something about seeing that like reaction and that warmth in somebody's face. And when you start to laugh and you start to remember a private <laughs> joke and you just are racking up and not even saying a thing. Hey, whatever works for you. Dude, and I'll, I'll leave you with this. The other night, through. the other night, Pam and I had a couple that we just love. They're a couple of our best friends. And they, uh, 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 one of them has, has an immune system that, that you know, just they can't, they, it would kill them if they caught this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they were like, we just can't come over. We're just not, we're just, and I said, hey, that's cool. We built a fire in the backyard, got all of our stuff set up the iPhone, put it on speakerphone, and they, we, the the four of us had the most wonderful time for an hour and a half. And at the end of it, I said, I've got to tell you two, it has been so nice not to have you here. (laughs) 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 It has been wonderful not to have you here. I don't don't even have to worry about when you're going to leave. Exactly. uh, But we had a great time, so... 
that I think that's the thing we'll tell people is the positive is, you know, uh, uh, th this doesn't mean you can't still see people. Mm -hmm. Just you keep 12 feet, for God's sakes, and follow the protocol, but you can still get together with people in small groups and yeah. just do the right thing, and you're, and you're still doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, you don't have to hermit yourself in the damn house. Also, you know. uh, carbon emissions are an all-time low. Record I read that. Low. Right. It's very positive. I've seen a lot of that about pollution, like water's yeah. clearing up. Oh, it's like yeah. animals are coming back outside and shit. They're like, oh, wow, yeah. the fucking yeah. people are gone. This is <laughs> That's great. right. That's right. Yeah, Did anybody nice. tell the homeless people in downtown Sarasota what's going on, or do they just think everybody just disappeared? I think there's like... <laughs> a little bit of both. Something <laughs> little, little bit of both. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, little maybe, bit of both. I know a lot of them hang around by the Salvation Army, so maybe there's some yeah. kind of information coming from I, that. I, I'm I follow, about that. Do you follow Streets of Paradise on Facebook? No, I don't. They're a homeless advocacy, and they are trying to get, you know, toiletries and so forth out there. You know, right. I'm a yeah, big good believer luck. in Toilet that. paper is out. But, you know, just I do wonder from, like, a, a news broadcasting standpoint, you know, are they being informed? But I do think the police uh, are reaching out and saying, Hey, this is what we need you to do. And no, I think so. I, th I think I think they're getting the word out. But you know, of course, the problem is there. Of course, as the problem is with the homeless population is, is that you've got a huge chunk of those people that are mentally ill. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why they're homeless. Yeah. And uh, you know, and so you know, I mean, everybody's doing the best they can. Absolutely. We'll get past it. And you know, it, it's one of those things. Once again, the the light at the end of the tunnel is we know that when the vaccine is created for this thing, there's an end to it, you know what I mean? We've been, th we've been through this, this one is just a unique virus that has some unique characters to it that are causing this. But, you know, next year this time, I would say, we're all gonna be like, whew, we made it. Right. And everybody's gonna be right back doing what they were doing, and we'll be a little smarter and a little better and a, and little, a little kinder. You know, a little maybe. Yes, I hope so. Hope so. Do yeah. it all. So uh, hey, thanks guys. Thanks for Thank coming in. I appreciate this it. Was, this was awesome. Thank you so much. You so all right, much. thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. <laughs>